cliffcentral.com. Hello, Rich Mulholland. Top of the morning to you. How are you? I'm, you know, I was better until I listened to, to the conversation about uh, large chunks of earwax. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for the whales, yes. but damn. Ew. Well. And also, earbuds are the greatest, greatest feeling I know. on the planet. I'm it's with so you. rad. It's going to kill me, but it's so good. <laughs> uh, do, do you make your, your poor, long-suffering wife do things to your ears with earbuds? <laughs> no, tell, no, no, no. I wouldn't the trust truth. her. Tell the you, truth. It's, it's a very important thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like masturbation. It's, it's, you, you know what you want in it, right? So, <laughs> in, in fact, now I can't decide what I want to do after this call. Do I want to go clean my ears or have a wank? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're sharing. It's that kind of a day. Well, there we go. I'm, pre- I'm there pretty we sure go. if you do both, Rich, it'll be like a next auto asphyxiation. You'll start yeah. something and incredible. And if, if you can sneeze at the same yeah. time, you'll this, have like a full rounded orgasm. And, and, if, and you'll be like a celebrity in Scandinavia where this kind of stuff works. And imagine if we found you dead with a with an earbud <laughs> and your hand on your cock and the belt around, around your neck. Snot everywhere. <laughs> a belt around your neck and ear earwax. <laughs> Oh, definitely have somewhere to... in the world somebody does this and oh, you know yeah. what i hate is like every time i come on this call all i hope is to provoke one person into doing one thing differently because of it oh god now i'm thinking poor poor mike <laughs> sitting in Santon <laughs> with his earbuds he's like well you know he was just about to, to give one a go and he's like well hey, why not <laughs> all right let's not give any people bad hey. advice uh all right how, how was your weekend and what do you have to tell us today uh, the weekend was cool. I, I did one of those TEDx talks, which was quite fun. Excellent. I'm absolutely sunburnt, which is ridiculous. I'm an adult. I should know better. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I have to tell you about. So it's kind of the, the start of a thought. It's actually something I may want to, to see if it's expandable on to become a, a talk or something. Mm-hmm. But I listened to this podcast. Uh, it's called The Dice Tower Smart Board Games. And in it, there's this guy called Eric Summerer. Yeah. And often what will happen is he'll pop back in, they'll have recorded the podcast, and then in the middle of it, he'll pop in and he'll say, hey, future Eric here, when we said this, what we actually meant was that. So future Eric has to do quite a lot of work for you know current Eric and current Tom because maybe they didn't. And so yesterday I was uh, going to exercise, to jump rope. And when I went out to get it, I, the day before, I tied my, my shoelaces in a double knot. And when I finished, I took them off. I just kind of flipped them off. And then future me, well, present me, had to sit there and untie these laces. Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed off with past me, almost to the point of like I was thinking like it was a different person that did something to me. And it kind of strikes me that I'm, I'm technically three different people. I'm me, I'm future me, and I'm past me. Yes. And we all exist together. And I think I often do a really, really bad job. Like I, I throw a hospital pass to future me. Like the amount of times I'll be riding home and my petrol light will go on. And I'll think, ah, I can just do it in the morning. But actually, I'm on my way home from something. The following morning, I'm on my way to something intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost always in more of a rush the next day than I am on the way home. Absolutely. But I'm forever putting it off. And I know it sounds a bit like that cliche that, um, you know, don't do something, put off something till tomorrow that you could do today. But I think it's more than that. 
because I think that we don't consider the fact that it's us who have to uh, to do things. I also think there's, there's like differences um, there as well. But I want to become a better curator of the experience that future me has. And since I started thinking about this this way, I find that I am more aware of it. So when I finished training yesterday, I sat there and I, you know, untied my laces and I put them down. And in about, you know, five minutes when I go and put them on again to train now, uh, uh, present me is going to be very thankful for past me. And I feel like we need to start thinking about this is we need to start thinking about like future you. And the lens I want to have is that Life is actually more like a relay race. It's a team sport, and you're sprinting forward to hand future you the baton to take over. And your job is to be the best you can while sprinting, and that you need to try and be a better teammate to yourself. So that's kind of my, my starting thought. I love this. This is the germ of an excellent idea, because if you do start thinking yourself, thinking of yourself as three different people, and you start to plan for future you to have a much better life than present you, and for past you to be forgiven all of his misgivings you will be a much more well-rounded satisfied healthy happy human being who isn't stealing from other people in terms of time and energy and trying to make other people's lives a misery instead you'll be a lot more self-actualized for want of a better term i love this rich this is solid gold if 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 you can do everything you do to make future you happier then you're living a good life. I think you might have discovered what, what, what Socrates talked about and what they put onto the entablature of the Temple of Apollo at Delphi. Know thyself, right? And by know thyself For also, sure. look after thy future self. Yeah, yeah, look after thy future self, exactly. But, but, but how do you How do you reconcile and explain things like uh, going out and drinking? Then you're definitely not doing things for your future self. Because your future self is going to hate that. Also, there's other ways to think about it in terms of saving, like silly things you're buying. At one stage, uh, myself and Grant, who I work with, have thought of creating an app. And it's every time you buy something, you scan it and it will tell you, tell you how much it costs. And then it will tell you how much it would have cost future you if you'd instead invested that money. So if you go and buy yourself a 2,000 round pair of sneakers, mm-hmm. and then we say, well, instead of buying those sneakers, uh, future you, that 2,000 rand will be worth this much. And then the thought was, you know, you sell this eventually to like an Alan Gray. And the idea is at the point you're about to decide to buy the shoes or not, you've basically said, I have disposable income. And instead of buying it, you can immediately just invest it in a long-term uh, thing. So the money will become worth the compounded, compounded interest. Uh, of the decision. So you're making far better decisions. You're like getting less shit in your life and you're making right. uh, more money for future you. But yeah. As a, as a part of the evolution of, of how this might end up as a talk, um, how do you know when future you is getting too large a slice of the pie? And I'm asking that because most of the great philosophers mm-hmm. will also tell you to live in the present, right? They'll tell you that if you, if you are not physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually present when things are going on, you're not really living because if you're thinking too much about future you, then your present you is just a slave and, and your past right. you is, is a problem. And that's no way to live either, right? For sure. And I think it, it storms up. Like if you look at the examples I gave you, past, present me had had a great day and it was only the uh, – the, it wasn't like I was not doing anything. I just wasn't preparing the ground for the next version of me. So I'd had my workout. I'd enjoyed myself. 
I was just not preparing uh, the way for the next version of me by untying my laces. It's not about starving yourself from things completely all the time, but it is about being slightly more pragmatic. But even, you know, so, so this living in the moment thing, I often think it's quite problematic because I actually want to experience the best version of the stuff I could do with my spare moments. Sure. So I always say to people, you know, why I had kids relatively young, like 28, versus people who are having now at maybe 38, 40 or whatever. And their argument to me is, yeah, but I was, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to enjoy my youth. But actually, I couldn't afford to enjoy youth the same way that I will if, be able to afford to enjoy being 50. Mm -hmm. So if I was enjoying my youth more, I would have been at a backpackers uh, doing things. And sure, that has a charm, but I would far rather be 50 with my kids growing out of school and, uh, you know, be able to travel the world in some degree of style and enjoy the experience. Sure. And I sometimes think that we have to consider a little bit about what what we actually want. So I was willing to work and uh, hustle a little bit earlier when I was younger so that the later version of me can do uh, cool things or cooler th or do things cooler. Mm. And it's not that I starve myself from, from anything. I just kind of planned ahead. Now, of course, the caveat is I could die tomorrow, but, but that's okay. I don't think I, I would live with any regrets around that. Well, one final question on this topic, because I do think it's fascinating, and I think this is definitely the beginning of something very, very interesting. Uh, we haven't given much attention to past you. And a lot of people live in the past. They don't live in the future and they don't live in the present. They're very much engaged in stuff that has happened to them and they still carry a lot of anger, frustration, bitterness, resentment, pain, all of those things from the past you. Uh, that's also unhealthy, right? Yeah, for sure. I actually remember reading a book and it was discussing the approach of a lot of psychologists to go and find the root cause of the problem. You know, you're your father or somebody did something to you and this is what happened. And, and of course, the Stoics always say as well, and one of whom you quoted earlier is that uh, you can't control what happened to you. You know, other people's stuff. You can only control your reaction to it. Mm -hmm. And the argument in this book was that it actually gives you very little, that does very little good understanding, uh, what happened to the past version of you. It only really matters. So in so much as, uh, you know, maybe understanding, okay, this was the reason, but you've almost just got to go, hmm, and shrug it off. Having any anger about anything that happened there is, is simply unhelpful. What you have to look at is how do I move forward? Because again, all you're doing is you're laying the groundwork for future version of you to have a happy life. Now, what we categorically know is that present you cannot impact past you, but can certainly impact future you. And you would spend far more time and I would, be far better paid off results if you focused on what you could do for future version of you rather than focusing on what happened to the past version of you. I can't wait to see where this goes. This is fascinating. I'm not just saying that we often have interesting talks and you sometimes bring up subjects that are extremely interesting. But today, I, I, you've, this, is, this is a vein of gold. Keep milking this one. Thanks so much, dude. All right, I will do indeed. Thank you very right, much. Rich, we'll talk soon. Cheers soon. Bye bye. Cool, there we go. Rich Mulholland. Isn't that nice? Yeah, Smart I guy. love that. Smart guy. And it's little things like you sit there and you're untying your shoes and you stumble upon a brilliant idea like this. Mm. And this is brilliant. And it, I, I, I think in this way, but on such a small scale compared to the way he's describing it. Like, you know, especially being introduced again to getting up really early in the morning. At night, I, I find myself saying to myself, be kind to yourself, your tomorrow self, your mm -hmm. tomorrow morning self, by preparing what you want to wear 
um, packing the dishes into the dishwasher make your tomorrow feel better. It's a, it's a tiny scale, but thinking like that feels good. Have it's you really, ever really cool thought though about the fact that tomorrow you're this different person? You are kind of are. If you if you think of yourself as three people, and I don't mean you have to be schizophrenic, but if you think about yourself that way and you treat yourself as you say kindly, your future self kindly. Your future self will be grateful in return to your present self. And therefore, there's this virtuous circle. And I don't want to get too philosophical because it's Monday and people are scratchy and, you know, starting your week out. And there's probably a whole list of stuff you have to do. And there's maybe a bit of pressure because it's November. But if you had to figure out now how much of your, your daily activity, your time, your energy, your thought goes into your past, your present and your future self, I think it would be an interesting comparison. Is that meme? I was trying to search for it now. I mean, it says it way better than I could. <clears throat> but a, w- a woman saying, um, drunk her left a, a glass of water next to her bed for the morning, for the sober her. She she wakes up thinking, oh, drunk me so kind. She has it and it's vodka. <laughs> She's like, drunk me is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.